Yeah, we're going to be getting to Jeremiah chapter 3 this morning. Jeremiah chapter 3. And um, this has been something just stirring in my heart for a long time. And I think we're just probably getting, definitely going to teach it again um, at some point. But uh, Jeremiah 3, we're going to be getting into verse, starting at verse 14. And uh, we're going to pray. Father, we thank you. God, for um, this holiday season. And uh, even though we know that December 25th was not likely the actual day that Jesus was born, that's okay. We celebrate the birth of our Savior on December 25th and all year round, but in this season. And Lord, we thank you for your heart for us. We thank you, God. Uh, that you did come, that you are the good shepherd and you're the shepherd of our souls, that you are the gatherer. (laughs) And Lord, we love you and we just recognize your presence here this morning. We ask you, Father, for your spirit of wisdom and revelation to be released on us. God, that the living seed of your word, as it goes into our heart this morning, will take root. We've been we just know that God has been preparing our hearts for this morning and we thank you that the seed god falls on good ground that's mixed with faith and um and it takes root and it grows and that gift of revelation just continues to work in us thank you for the nourishment of our souls the strengthening god of our spirits and yes god even healing for bodies in jesus name amen amen Oh, praise God. So Christmas season, Merry Christmas. I'm going to read this verse to you and and then we'll we'll go back and unpack it. Jeremiah three. Starting with verse 14. And God is speaking through the prophet here. To his people of the day, and he says, return, you faithless children. This is the Lord's declaration, for I am your master. And I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Well, I just, as we read this, just hear the heart of God, the shepherd heart of God in this, in this passage. And he says, just return, right? And then he says, and I will give you, I will give you shepherds who are loyal to me. And they will shepherd you with knowledge and understanding. In another translation, a more common uh, uh, translation of this verse is loyal to me. I love how it expands the meaning. But I will give you shepherds after my own heart. That's what most of your translations say. I love that translation um, in the ESV or probably most of your translations it would say that. And so it's good to understand that. When you hear those two phrases together, we'll come back to that. But right after my own heart and who are loyal to me, then you really have a full picture of the shepherds that God wants to give. And when you multiply and increase in the land in those days, the Lord, um, the Lord's declaration, no one will say any longer the ark of the Lord's covenant. It will never come to mind. And no one will ever miss it. It will never again be made. At that time, Jerusalem will be called Yahweh's throne. 
And all the nations will gather to it, to the name of Yahweh in Jerusalem. They will cease to follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. In those days, the house of Judah will join with the house of Israel. And they will come together from the land of the north to the to the land I have given your ancestors to inherit. And listen to God's heart here. And God says, and I thought, how I long to make you my sons and give you a desirable land. The most beautiful inheritance of all the nations. I thought, you will call me father and never again turn away from me. However, he goes on to say, he talks a little bit more about the unfaithfulness of Israel. In verse 21, he says, a sound is heard in the barren heights, the children of Israel weeping and begging for mercy, for they have per uh, perverted their way. They have forgotten the Lord their God. But then here's the answer again. In verse 22, he says, return, you faithless children. I will heal your unfaithfulness. Who? Here we are, and then the answer, here we are, coming to you, for you are the Lord our God. Amen. There's so, so much in that verse there. But we're talking about the shepherd heart of God this morning. And, and coming into the Christmas season, you know, we think about shepherds, don't we? Right? Even here where it says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. It's hard not to remember King David, who was chosen as a shepherd to Israel, who actually had his training for leading people where he practiced on sheep. <laughs> How many think that actually like raising sheep in a field is good training to be a king? Just practically thinking, okay, like today we're voting for a president, right? Say we got the president of the United States. You know, if he was running for office and what are his qualifications? Well, you know, he did a really good job with that uh, flock of sheep out there. They always had water. He, he got them good food. He was, you know, it's like, and you're like that's that's respectable. And uh, yeah. And so he's fit. He's going to run the country. How many logically think that actually lines up? Anybody? Really? However. In God's mind, it's perfect sense. Like, God, God is looking for a king after his own heart. And so he picks a young man named David who's been herding sheep. His dad was even too embarrassed of him to invite him around the, when the prophet came around. Right? And, and, and yet, he's out there. He's herding the sheep. He's shepherding the sheep. And, and in that place, as he worshipped his heart out to God and as he stewarded what God put in his hand, God formed in David something that later would be what we all know David for. This is the thing. And this is the reason why David could make some horrendous mistakes even still. And yet God would say, oh no, because he's after my heart. He's after my own heart. So when we, when, when we hear this statement here in Jeremiah, it's hard not to remember David, who is a shepherd after his own heart. Another thing we think of when we, when we talk about shepherds in this season is, you know, in Luke, I think an interesting point is, you know, who got the first announcement 
of the Savior's birth. Who got the first angelic heavenly announcement that the Savior of the world had been born? Some shepherds. Some shepherds in a field. Angels come. They're singing. There's a declaration made. And so there's something about shepherds in the heart of God. And I would actually suggest to you that the reason there are shepherds is because first, it is an attribute in the heart of God before it was ever anything else. That's true about all creation. Right? Do you realize that? Anything God has created or ordained, he didn't like think up. Like we, you know what I mean? A true creativity is a bursting forth from what is inside. Right? So God didn't go, what should I make now? He just spoke what was already in here. And it comes out. And so, and so it is with this, with this thing called shepherds, a shepherd heart. And, you know, the message will get a little more Christmassy next week. But, uh, but, you know, to me, this is a Christmas message. You know, when I think about this Christmas season and what we celebrate, we're celebrating the fact that God's heart, through God's heart for humanity, he sent into the world the true shepherd. The true shepherd. The shepherd who gathers. The shepherd who brings in. The shepherd who says, Oh, faithless Israel, I've got the answer. Come to me. All right. So return. I want to start with return. You know, um, I just believe in this coming year, we are going to continue to see a return of many. We're going to continue to see a return of many because God is a shepherd. And, you know, when we partner with him and what he's doing, you know what happens? He begins to give us shepherd's eyes. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to declare that over us, that there is a grace on this house to shepherd our community, to shepherd this county, to 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 bring in, to gather in, to make disciples, to to grow the family. And 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 this is something that God is putting in our hearts. And so there's an anointing upon us, even in our prayer time, to call people in. To call them home. There are, there are those who have been coming. Some are in this room right now. And, and, there are, and, there, and there are those out there who are still coming. And then there are those who have never been before who we are beginning to see come in. And, and, and I'm just telling you that the key is to understand that God's heart is a shepherd's heart. I was thinking of this phrase... Return, O faithless children. You know, love is so important, but, you know, it it is the most important. Love God, love people. But, you know, love believes. And so faith, hope, and love, these things are inseparable. As a matter of fact, faith, when Jesus, you know, when Jesus said, when I come back, you know, there's only one thing when Jesus was really thinking about coming back. He goes, when I come back, oh, there, there's one thing I hope I find. Faith. Oh, 
when I come back, am I going to find faith in the earth? Well, I think about this, faithless children, right? And I think we understand that when we, when we read this, what's happening here in this context is it's happening in this day. That Israel and Judah, if you really get into this chapter, he goes on to say, they were, you know, like, oh, Israel, you know, and then Judah was the treacherous sister and, and, he's, and, and God's really just broken hearted over the condition of his people in that day. I think he's got a lot more. I think he's feeling a, a lot better in this day in one way. And yet there are so many that he's longing to bring in. And so when I think about faithless, I realize that, you know, the opposite of faithless, obviously, is to have faith. But, but faithlessness is the opposite of faithfulness. And faithfulness speaks of devotion, loyalty, surrender, out of which true faith comes. And, and, when I, and when I look and I read what the, what the Lord is saying in here is that he's saying there's one simple solution. I don't know about you, but when I, when I was reading this, and this is a verse I've looked at over and over for a long time. And you know what? I never realized that faithlessness. Do you know what? Sometimes I think as Christians, when we get into striving and works, you know, and you think, well, if your faith is low, what do you try to do? You try to have more faith. Anybody ever try to have more faith? I have. It's so hard. Seriously, have you ever just tried, like, I just got to have more faith? And you just try, you just try to get a stronger believe inside your heart, you know? It doesn't really work, is what I found. But, what I, but what's amazing is, when I get really tired of trying super hard, then I give up. And I'm like, I can't do it! And then and the Lord's like, finally! <laughs> finally! Now true faith is born. God, I can't do it. I surrender. And it's amazing. Suddenly, faith is there. Faith comes at the moment of surrender. And I never realized, but God, the, the language God uses that, that fixes the, the condition of unfaithfulness or faithlessness is a healing. Anybody catch that? Return and I will heal your unfaithfulness. And I just believe that there is such a healing happening in our land, in the hearts of people. I hope you're catching what I'm saying here. Like, think about this. You know, and I just even think it's for some people in the room today. Like, maybe you've just been striving and brokenhearted about something in your own life or maybe the way your own life is going and you're like well, i know i need to do better i need to tr- i need to try better i need to read more chapters you know yeah you know what the word of god is alive like you're never going to regret feasting on the word but but it doesn't earn you anything you know 
And and uh, and you're like, oh, I know I need to do better. I know, I know I need to. I should and all that. And yet finally, when we hear the shepherd's voice and he's saying, hey, just come here. And he heals our unfaithless, our, our faithlessness. Do you realize that what any attribute that God requires from you and I? is an attribute of his own nature that we can only bear in connection with him. This is great news. God is never going to ask something from you that, that he expects you to go figure it out and come back when you get that fixed. You, you go to your room and you figure out how to do it better and then you, then you come. Okay? And then show me. Here's what he knows. You can't. And so God's answer is always, come to me. Come to, I can't, I can't, I know, come here. Come here. And I just hear that, I just, that is God's heart for our community. And, and for Trinity County, I just feel this so strongly that, that God is like a shepherd coming to Trinity County saying, come, come to me, come to me. If that's you, if that's you in the room, I'm not going to ask you to respond right now, but you can respond in your heart to God. And, and if there's an area of struggle in your life, I'll just tell you right now that, that just, just coming to him, you understand? Like, do you understand that faith is a gift? You know what a gift is? You don't have it until someone gives it to you. Like, just just sit here right now and just go, and just try to get a gift into your hands. Just try your best right now. The thing about a gift is you, you're completely reliant on the giver. Faith is a gift. And faith is what births faithfulness But faith comes from surrender to God. I'll just say it again. Faith is a gift from God. Faithfulness is the fruit of faith. And faith comes from surrender, which produces devotion. And when devotion is alive, it becomes easier. Because now we're living in that faithful love connection that God has really designed us to live in. Jesus called it abiding. See, when grace comes upon us, it frees us from cycles of faithfulness and brings us into alignment with God's heart and plan for us. See, grace is the interrupter of, of a negative cycle in your life. That's a really good word. When you have a negative cycle in your life, and you're like, why do I end up here? Why, why does it continue to go this way? Grace is that thing. Someone else said it this way. A man named Fount Schultz years ago said, grace is that thing that when you see it, it sets you free. See, the grace of God comes and when you see it, it breaks the cycle. 
They were saved by it. You know, you ever heard somebody say, my way is the hi- my way, you know, my way or the highway? You know what I'm saying? It's actually a pretty, it's a pretty kingdom principle. Because it is either going to be your way or the highway. Your way is going to be pretty hard. Right? I'm talking about the highway. I'm talking about God's highway. Isaiah 35, that highway of holiness. It's, it's my way or the highway, and I found the highway is way better than my way. That's for somebody. <laughs> it's for me, if no one else. <laughs> His way is the highway. Faithlessness is a condition of the heart that only God can heal. I just want to encourage you. we never be able to work ourselves into faith. That's a contradiction in terms, actually. Right? Faith has works. But we'll never work ourselves into faith. We can only surrender ourselves into that faith. And basically it says, your will be done in my life. See, God is looking for faith and faithfulness. And what I love about this verse, about this passage here in Jeremiah, is that you see the shepherding heart of God who never turns his back for good. He always is calling, 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 and whoever comes is changed. And coming up in 2020, we're going to be really getting into the next stage about what God is saying for us here at Mountain Chapel and and in this area. And God is downloading we're downloading some vision and some, some strategic move for us and and we're excited to run together in that. But I'm gonna tell you that I think the mission is always the same. Tactics change. You know, uh, traditions can change. But the mission is still the great co-mission. We just have one mission. And it really is about reaching our community. And, and when I read this, I just hear this, this. You know what the, you know, when you hear the shepherd's voice, you know what it's filled with? Grace. Love. Grace. It's the thing. When you really hear the shepherd's voice through the static when you're out there, it's like the homing signal. You go, oh, that's where I want to be. There's just a tone. There's there's something in the voice of the great shepherd that is calling people in. And I just would, uh, would you stand with me right now? You know, if he's a shepherd... Then we're a shepherd. Yeah, I love that. That it's kind of secondhand information, but I heard it sounds very African. I've known Africans, and I've heard there's a saying in Africa, at least in one tribe, and they say the the son of a lion is also a lion. <laughs> that's a good word. You know, it might be a baby, but that's a lion. 
the son of a shepherd, you know, that's the thing, isn't it? Like in, in old kind of tradition, it's like, you know, kids are to grow up to be like their father. Their father and their mother. Yeah. But God is, God is complete and he calls himself a father. And so when you, when you look at this, like when, when God is a shepherd and he's looking out into our community, I'm just telling you, I just saw this glimpse of God taking us and saying, and we all could just look out together and go, oh, come in, come in, come in. You know what I mean? Like we can just stand here and just look at each other. You know, and that's great because we're beautiful people. I mean, it's it's really good. I mean, you're some beautiful people. But right now, in ministry team, if you could just begin to come up, I just if if you could receive one thing right now from the Lord, I believe that God is giving us a greater revelation, and and that we have a message of grace on our life. That says, oh, you've been faithless? Well, God heals that. You know, I feel so ashamed of where I've been. Oh, but God God heals that. God heals that. Well, I'm stuck here. Oh, God heals that. Yeah. He loves you. He accepts you. He's the shepherd. And Lord, I pray that we would each be Number one, that we would each hear your heart for us and hear your voice of kindness and love over our lives. And secondly, that that attribute, that heart of a shepherd, the eyes of a shepherd, you know, shepherds know what the sheep need. Do you know that? And sheep, they kind of do stuff that's like, what are you doing? Why are you running out? There's wolves out there. Why are you running out there by yourself? You know, sheep, they do things. It's like, what are you doing? But the shepherd, he goes, that's my sheep. You know, he goes out there and he doesn't go, oh, you dumb sheep. No, he goes out there and he's like, I'm going to kill that wolf. You know, and he he takes the sheep home. You know, (laughs) this is God. You You know what I'm saying? He's like... It's like, oh, you know, it's like David could have went out and be like, well, you went out there. You knew there was a lion. If you got ate by a lion, that's your fault. I got old, but it's like, no, 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 no. God's like, you know, David is like, I took him by the beard. You know, I killed him. Like, I, I brought that sheep home, you know, and and uh, and that's what that's what Papa's doing. And so, Lord, I just pray this Christmas season, actually, I just see family members being highlighted right now. Father, I thank you for this Christmas season that you're even bringing family members in, bringing family members home to you, Lord, that you're opening their eyes, that that you're healing faithlessness, that you're imparting a new faith, a new surrender, a new love and inclusion into your family, Lord. I just want to pray a blessing to you. Can I minister for a minute? I just want to pray a blessing uh, because I asked the Lord for us, uh, for my own family about this this last week. I want to declare it over you. Lord, I pray you'd slow this season down. 
I pray that each moment uh, would be would would not just rush by, but there just be a grace to be present, to enjoy, to count the blessings, God, that that we have in our life because of you. Yeah, and to let it be rich. I pray, God, where there's pain because of family, that you would surround our hearts in those areas, that you'd protect those family members that are hurting God, that you'd comfort them, that you'd protect them, that we'd be able to, to, to trust you in all those things, God. And, and Lord, we thank you that you're the good, good shepherd. Yeah, We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.